Hey, what's up, guys? Hope you're doing all right. So, right now it is Sunday night, in between 9:30, 10 o'clock here in Seattle. Uh, I'm probably gonna go offline for a couple days after this because I've got finals um, that I have been trying to study for, in addition to keeping up with everything that is going on with the coronavirus. So, with that said, uh, I'm recording this tonight. And over the next several days, I'll be putting together the next episode. Um, but it'll probably be just this one and that one in between now and Friday. After Friday, all bets are off. I plan on going gangbusters, keeping up with this thing until it is over or I get it. Hopefully the first one happens much more so. Um, and yeah, hope you enjoy this one. Alright, so a couple things. Um, I have gotten some questions about is there stuff that's legit for the coronavirus besides medication, um, even if there is a medication that works for it, and that's not something I can answer. I am not a licensed physician. I am not a currently licensed healthcare provider. I am a medical student. I'm someone that has a background, bachelor's degree in public health, so I can speak to some of those things, but as far as saying what works or what doesn't, um, I can give you references, I can point studies, I can show case reports, but I can't technically answer the question like, should you take this or should you take that, because I don't have a medical license. That being said, I do know someone with a medical license that not only has a medical license, but has spent an incredible amount of time and energy and really sacrifice looking into the actual mechanisms and the nitty-gritty details of what herbs uh, really make a difference with not just viruses but with a very similar virus to what we're dealing with with the coronavirus. I won't spoil all the fun uh, but I have a previous classmate and really really good colleague, Dr. Guillermo Ruiz, that a few years ago, after he put in a ton of work, published a, a small book on botanicals for virus. And so that's out there. I'm going to link it in the comments. I'm not going to give too many details because it's his work, not mine, but it's a free download. He's been super gracious to put this out there for free. I do have to put this disclaimer out here, as you can imagine, that one, this is not my work. Two, even though this is his work, this does not make him or me liable for anything that happens to you. There's no specific, like, you should take this, this dosage. And as far as I know, me nor him is going to, you know, take questions about that. This is general information. This is out there for education and curiosity. And if you choose to employ any of these things, I really implore you to check with your personal primary care physician or whoever your current licensed healthcare provider is. That's just got to be said, not trying to be a jerk. That's just the world we live in. That being said, I'm going to drop in the show notes. Please check out his work if you're interested in what's being put out there 
as far as possible herbal things and botanical options for fighting the coronavirus. There's another colleague that I have that is a super genius physician as well that is putting together a conglomerate of references about the possibility of different botanical options and nutritional agents that can be used to fight this and I'll share those possibly at a later date. I, for disclaimer purposes and, and legal purposes, I've got to keep that under wraps for now, but also know that I'm working on more coming. So with that being said, there's a couple other things that I wanted to get to in this episode. Here in Seattle, uh, unfortunately on Friday, we had an ER physician, I say we, the community of Seattle had a physician that worked at Evergreen Hospital where all of this kind of started in Kirkland, that's about 10 minutes from where I live. He started showing some symptoms, I believe on Tuesday, he got tested for coronavirus, came back negative, kept showing symptoms, got sicker, was retested on Friday, he was tested positive, and was admitted to the hospital. That brings up two main points that I want to briefly mention. The first one being this doctor was a healthy guy in his 40s. I imagine he was probably run down from working ungodly amount of hours recently in the ER with all this going on. But he was in his 40s and he was healthy. Not only that, there's been several individuals that have validated the fact that he took all the proper procedures, the precautions, N95 mask, you know, the whole deal while he was treating patients as an ER physician and he still caught this thing. And he's currently, I believe, in critical care in the ICU here. As always, I'm not putting this out there to panic. I'm putting this out there to kind of segue into the second point. We have been led to believe by the reports that this just affects affects old people. And I've already mentioned that I, I don't like that phrasing. But we have been told that this quote-unquote only affects old people, the immunocompromised, the high risk, the people already having respiratory illnesses, the people with immune problems, the people with possibly maybe diabetes, and the list goes on and on. High-risk individuals that already have chronic health conditions. And that may be true, but as we continue to gather more data, what's becoming more and more clear is the people that are actually getting this, not necessarily dying from it, but the people getting this aren't necessarily old people. I looked at a report today from my home state of Georgia, and there's more people that are middle-aged. I, I don't remember the exact statistics. should have pulled it up before this, but, you know, like 40s and 50s, there's more cases of that population getting it than it is elderly. And that's not necessarily alarming, but it's something to pay attention to because what that does tell us is not all of the data we had before was spot on if this data is correct. And we may turn out that this wasn't true. The only thing that we solidly know is it doesn't super affect young children. But other than that, we, we don't really have good data. And, and this is a sign that one, that the more data that unfolds and comes out, the more mysteries that are revealed to us. The second thing that that kind of points to is the testing. And there's some debate that we're not testing enough people or 
we're only testing symptomatic people and that's going to continue like that always happens with infectious diseases and i understand there's some frustration with how the government has handled it in the u.s but it is what it is for right now the point i want to make here is there's a couple studies that have come out uh looking at some of the different tests done and one of them that i will leave nameless for now uh that's being used in the U.S. came back with a predictive value of like 19%. If you're in the medical world, that absolutely should alarm you. And if you're not in the medical world, what that really means is it is a really crappy quality test. It means that when we say that somebody has corona, there's like a 19% chance that that's actually true. And I'm not going to go into, you know, the sensitivity and specificity and positive negative predictive value. If you know how that stuff works, then you can make some guesses and go check this out. But for the rest of us, uh, what that really means is the tests are not, that, that could mean that, that a lot of people that we are saying don't have it actually do. And that leads us to imperatively flatten the curve. And I, I've talked about, I heard from one person that listened to the podcast the other day and this, you didn't really explain flatten the curve. I'm not going to try to explain it here because there's some really good articles on it. I referenced one of them in the Corona One episode that does a much better job than I can explaining it. Um, if you want to shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram and then set up a phone call, I will do my best to answer questions that you have about what the flatten the curve concept is and what that means and why it's so important because it is critically important at this point. We're figuring out that we're probably behind things here and we need to play some catch up. We, we waited according to several experts and I completely agree with them. We waited a long time to actually start doing social distancing in America. And social distancing, while it is important, it may not, probably not be enough at this point. The Dr. Fossey that is on staff with President Trump started recommending earlier today that maybe we need to do at least a 14-day shutdown of the country, essentially. And there's several governors that have started putting out uh, more strict quarantine uh, orders besides just social distancing. There's some people that are enforcing people that need to be in self-isolation to actually self-isolate even if they don't want to. The governor of Pennsylvania essentially is shutting down Philadelphia uh, the Washington governor is supposedly putting out uh, something tomorrow that is going to effectively uh, quarantine King County in Seattle. So things are on the move. The good news is the CDC and the National Infectious Disease Center is doing everything they can to get testing out according to what Dr. Fossey said. So hopefully we'll be seeing more and more testing uh, coming out this week, including possibly drive-up testing. What's up, guys? 
I hope this was helpful as always. If you want to check out Dr. Ruse's work, I put the link here in the description of this episode. Uh, as I said, the next episode we'll be talking about some of the drug trials that are going on with the coronavirus and what we think maybe some of the mechanisms of this is going on. Hoping to get that out in the next couple of days, and then I'll be back on Friday next week to talk more about this, which I'm sure a lot's going to unfold over the next five days while I take finals. In the meantime, please wash your hands, please stay safe, and please love other people because those are the three things that are going to get us through this thing overall more than anything. Love you guys. See you in the next one.